When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, fortunate enough to be joined by Deshaun Bryant, uh, father of mega U of A recruit uh, Carter Bryant. Uh, how you doing, Sean? Good. How about yourself? All right. Not too bad. First of all, let's talk a little bit about um, – we're going to get to your background because a lot of people need to know. You know, you got a hooping background as well. <laughs> but um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your – let's talk a little bit about your son at first. Um, obviously, top 10 player in the entire country. Um, what – how did he get to this point? Was it all, did basketball always kind of come easy for him? Was this something that you had to work with him on? Obviously you worked with him, but how did he get to the point he is now? I honestly believe for Carter, it's just been his dedication to wanting to be the very best version of him. Uh, you know, every kid says they they want to be the best at, right. at what they do. And, and it's like, but again, it's the days where the dark days where you, you don't feel like getting up or something happens that prevents you from doing something you love. And I think ultimately that's how he got to where he is. Um, the right people seeing him, the right people helping him out, guiding him and um, just having his circle tight to where people can actually help him. He can listen to the right people. I think that helps because in today's world, we see a lot of talented kids, but sometimes mentally they're not, they're, they can't, do enough to get them to a place of where they, they have some success and keep them there. So I think Carter's character and his dedication to what he does and his attention to detail is, is, is very much so why he's at where he's at right now. The thing that really stands out to him is how he able is able to let the game come to him. And he's just kind of smooth. He's got a little bit of Jason Tatum in kind of how he plays out there. Just kind of, you know, the smooth handle, the pull up. Was there anybody that, you know, he modeled his game after that? Uh, or was it just kind of a bunch of different pieces coming together? You know what? To be honest with you, I mean, you know, every kid watches a guy like Kobe, but he went old school. He had some old school guys he watched. Um, you know, he's a big fan of the game. You know, I know his mom uh, was is, is big on old school basketball, so mm-hmm. she she showed him some things. And uh, for me, I just kind of let it come to him as far as the the, the players he's watched. Um, he's seen a little bit of you know T Mac. Uh, I think he's also he's seen some Grant Hill. Uh, you know, you got an Arizona alum and somebody like uh, Aaron Gordon. You have so many different people that. Um, that he's looked at Brandon Roy is, I mean, it's the list goes on and on and on. And so for him, it's really a place where he's just, you know, picking from different pieces and, and able to add different things, but also in that process, not losing who he is as a person or as a player. So let's talk Arizona and how they got in the mix because uh, mm-hmm. again, Tommy Lloyd takes over and, um, obviously, he's recruited well, but uh, Carter was the first mega top five type kid that he was, you know, that he was in on. How did that all come about right there? And uh, just kind of take us through the recruiting process. Well, it came about, I mean, he had some ties there. Uh, he has an aunt that went there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Shakola Torres, she went there. I forgot what years. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. I remember that. Uh, and then also, too, he had a, a, another uh, tie to it, which was Gabe York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I coached at Orange Lutheran High School, and Gabe decided to go to Arizona. So he had a little bit of ties, uh, and I think that for him kind of emotionally gravitated him towards the school. Uh, even before Tommy got there, he was saying that's one of his schools that he would love to go to. So it was one of those things where he just he know he knows the the history there. He knows of the great teams that were there. Uh, you know, another good friend of mine is Miles Simon. Mm-hmm. That was there, and I think you know he had a chance to meet Miles a handful of times. And you know, Miles kind of you know says some things about it. Miles is very much so. Miles, and what I mean by that is he just he's just him. He's a humble guy, and he you know he puts in the work but yeah I think that was just you know that's how it kind of came into the mix and it was very interesting I remember being at section seven a couple years ago and I remember seeing I think Jason Terry was on the staff for for that Mm -hmm. little small stint right and I saw Jason he said hello um and I didn't know you know as a dad you think your kid's good enough but you're not uh you're not quite sure and so therefore what happens is you just kind of go along with it as a dad, you know, being a former player, you just see how it goes and, you know, hope the best and you put your kids in the, hopefully in the greatest position possible to be seen. And, uh, you know, U of A took a liking to him and they got to know him as a person. And I think that's what really took off for them is when they got to know him as a person, because again, it's a lot of talented kids out there, but when you're building a, a program, it's not just about the talent. You got to have the right people in there. And again, it's like respecting the community of uh, U of A in Tucson, the people, and, you know, you understand that, then you can put something special together. Right. You came up, obviously, in the uh, early to mid-90s, and you mentioned Miles Simon right there. I was going to ask you about some of that. So you're able to – you're going against – Arizona and UCLA were, you know, the epicenter of college basketball. We, we you know, when right. you were coming up, you obviously started Long Beach State. But what were some of your memories? You know, Miles Simon, Toby Bailey, J.R. Henderson, you know, just right. so many dudes from your neck of the woods right there that were just standing out nationally at that point. Well, those all fans, obviously, right? Right, and, and like it's a little bit of everybody. Like it's, it's funny because uh, we talk every so often, and you know, running the guys like Tracy Murray, Cameron Murray, those guys like that. And there was a group of there was like a pocket of just a lot of talent from the city, uh, it, it, from the city, from you know, out in Orange County. It was just everywhere, and I think that just made for good basketball. But I also believe a lot of those players. Um, we were just around the game all the time. Like, we right. just like like being in the gym. We were cramped in small gyms. Our dad brought us around practices. We went to go watch adult plays. I mean, we we had to really sit in gyms and watch our dad possibly play or it was right. a cousin that was playing. We fell in love with the game. It wasn't just go sit in the gym and go train all day as a six, seven-year-old. No, you know, it was like, hey, go to the park. Go, go watch guys play. It's just something you want to do. But it was never pushed upon us. Um, and I think the more old school style was, you know, when high schools had open gyms, we would go play. So, right. you, you know, you go watch the games. And I think that's something I think that's a component that's missing. Uh, me and Miles have talked about it. I've talked to Toby Bailey about it. Still a good friend of mine. So many Jelani McCoy, all these guys. is just Chris it. Johnson. Yeah. Like we just I, I just firmly believe a lot of these kids, like before you go to a school, don't don't go to the hype game. Right. Go watch the practice, you know. Go go sit there and see if this is an environment you want to be around. 
And if you can, you know, end up becoming the best you can be, and you do you want to fight or do you want to do you want an easy way in or easy way out or whatever the case may be, or do you want to fight for something and get to know the program, go to the game that nobody's going to, you know, don't go to the game where everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to go to that game. Of course, everybody's going to be there, but that I think it with that within itself and that group, that was just a special group, slam and jam, all of it. It was just, it was so many different guys that were coming up. Now, do you, do you talk with Carter about that? You know, because you went to Linwood high, obviously we talked about, we're talking mm-hmm. about that a little bit earlier. So you're from the city, obviously playing a lot of at the parks, a lot of the time, it's a lot different era than it is now that Carter's coming right. up and a lot different. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it, but again, when you're around the game, like he's been, and because you've done right by people and you have a rapport with people, you know, you build that that community and they're able to talk to him about it, right? right. He asks those questions. It's not somewhere I've ever forced to right. say, hey, you got to ask this guy. He's had opportunities to, to to sit back and listen to conversations I've had with guys that I play that are still good friends of mine that I play with for such a long time. And I think that's helped him along the way, right. giving him some answers without even asking questions. But for the most part, yeah, he's been around. He's been around the game forever. And then, you know, of course, my uh, my younger brother, uh, Trayvon Bryant, you know, it, it he's able to help Carter in that capacity. So, again, he has a lot. Of, he, he has a lot of good people he can reach out to to, to kind of get him some understanding of what the game of basketball means in Southern California. Well, we're going to get to the coaching aspect here because obviously you coach, you coach and your brother coaches. So I wanted to get to that in a little bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about the connection with Jamari Phillips right there. Obviously committed yeah. to the U of A. You watch them on the court together and they just look like they just kind of look like a bonded pair right there. They look like they just have a really good time together. Is that, you know, how did that all come about? Interesting enough, uh, it, it was last year when Carter jumped on a Paul George elite Uh and I actually met uh, I, I met Jamari's dad, uh, unbelievable guy, loves the right. game of basketball. And we had a conversation right outside of practice going. We had like a small conversation and I instantly knew he's a, I was like, this guy's a competitor. It was funny because Carter went into that practice. was like, I'm going to guard everybody. Like, I, I don't care. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to guard everybody. I'm just going to go after people and I'm going to see what these guys are made of. And I remember when he finally got a hold to, uh, of Jamari and they started matching him going against it. Jamari got a couple of buckets. Carter got a couple of stops. And you could just tell there was some competitive edge that they were not they, – they were they were rooted in that. And I think that gave them the bond, right? Right. And I think even in – you know, when you have a tandem like that and, you know, no disrespect to none of the other guys on the team, but when you got two guys that want to compete uh, in that space – it changes the, not the dynamic. And for those two, they they don't like to lose. By any means necessary, they want to get a win. And they're passionate. I think is you know, sometimes we look at kids and we think, like, hey, it's misunderstood, you know, right. that, well, passion, uh, this kid is, he, he he's this, he's, no, he they just want to win. They want to be a part of a winning culture. And as time went on, I know they would have some conversation as to what schools they liked and, you know, Jamari and Carter got really close and they're really close now. And I, I think that kind of just, you know, elevated everything. Right. Um, we're getting a bunch of people asking about Linwood High. We talked about it. Chuck Levy did attend <laughs> Linwood High right there. We yes. talked about that via via text right there. Um, mm-hmm. One guy I got to ask you about too a little bit, and we're going to get down the coaching then at that point is um, – 
same time as you, played at your uh, uh, little brother's high school, not at the same time, but Ortiz Jenkins, ex U of A starting mm-hmm. quarterback for four years. You got any uh, memories yeah. of OJ? Unbelievable person, uh, high character guy. Uh, it, it's, it's funny, uh, just to touch on this a little bit. Last year, uh, we played in the CIF championship game, we played against Long Beach Jordan, and Ortiz was there. He had never saw we kept up with each other via social media, but he had never saw Carter play. Right. And I remember right after the game and my brother went to Long Beach Jordan. It was just a lot of different mixes that was happening during that that championship game. But Ortiz is just like, yeah, he's way better than what I possibly thought. And but Ortiz is unbelievable, dude. Uh, Just a hard worker. He played under the, you know, the late and great um, Ron Massey. Mm -hmm. And Coach Massey was very much so a guy that just didn't really care for excuses. Right. Uh, in the sense of like he cared about you as an individual and he didn't let you back down from adversity and he held guys accountable. And so you guys saw that for four years at, at Arizona. And that's why you guys right. still love him and embrace him because he brought that to your community. And that's that's huge. But Ortiz, an unbelievable person, um, continues to be that that guy. And, you know, it's another resource that Carter can have and reach out to. So that's great. All right, now let's talk about because I remember I remember your brother being a McDonald's kid on the West Coast right there because again mm-hmm. any of those guys from the mid to late nineties I was uh, I was pretty keen on. Let's talk a little bit about both of your guys' coaching backgrounds though because both of you have let's just put it to you like this: Carter's in good hands at the coaching uh, from uh, both you and uh, Trevon right there. Yeah, I mean, we never. It's funny from the coaching aspect. It was just my philosophy is like. Wherever I coach, I'm going to continuously learn. How can I get better? What did I learn? And wherever I am, did I leave the culture better than what it was before? Right. That that was the thing. And as far as Carter in in in, in that mix, I think he learned from seeing us, you know, do that. Before he had started playing for me when I was at Fountain Valley High School, and even at Orange Lutheran, he was at King High School as well. Man. Right. I mean, he saw me you know, getting up, going to practices, putting in extra time with players. And that's where he learned. It, it was all visual uh, for him. You know, it's one thing where you can say, all right, kid, you got to get up and go work out. But when he saw guys like Kawhi Leonard, Tony Snell, Eric Wise, those guys like right. that, put in that time and guys help him out, put in that time, not only myself, but, you know, guys that I know, guys like Clint Parks would be in the gym with these guys. He saw the process. My brother would be in that process. And my brother, you know, coaching in the NBA, he saw that. You know, he saw, hey, look, this is this is real. And there's no secret formulas is putting in the effort and putting in the time and working on the right things and being dedicated to your craft. So as far as coaching, we we've always just been open minded, learning different things. And it's, it's benefited Carter a great deal. But but then also, too, with Carter, people don't notice, but his mom. Oh, gosh. When you talk about basketball, like she's always on him about something like you need to do this. You should watch this. And it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people look at moms like, oh, they don't know anything. But his mom has a great deal of 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 kind of knowledge of basketball. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. we're all you know, we all think we know everything. But, uh, you know, his mom is just does she does a great job with like helping him out, understand the game a little bit. Actually, her dad, Carter's grandfather, played <laughs> played in Puerto Rico for Phil Jackson and for Henry Bibby. Wow. So. Yeah, so, I mean, Carter has some – the lineage is there. So, again, he has a lot of good people around him. But, yeah, the coaching aspect of it and the other part of it is just that 
we allowed him to give us feedback. Of course, sometimes that comes to butting heads, but we looked at high school as a grounds for developing, and it's not – you're not supposed to be a finished product in high school. I mean, you're supposed to be able to say, hey – a school's supposed to say, hey, is this kid good enough to help us out to win some basketball games, possibly have a chance to win some titles, but also be a part of a community that we we, we cherish and we don't want him to damage that. And that's all we've ever done. It's like, hey, can you be that kid? So that's – that's kind of what would you say right now? What would you say right now are the strengths to his game, things that he needs to work on? Just kind of break down his game a little bit for the uh, just the person out there that hasn't seen him from a coaching perspective and from a dad's perspective. Uh, from a coach's perspective, I think Carter is just a basketball player. I mean, I think a lot of it has gotten up, gotten into specializing players mm-hmm. uh, saying like, oh, he's a shooter or he does this. Um, he's just a basketball player. You know, right. he was just like, hey, you know, and I think that some of his mom and I are, were, and he included my brother, we were just like, hey, be a basketball player. You should be able to do these basic things. And we've always built him up from a fundamental standpoint. But I believe his strengths are, one, is for sure passing, his IQ, his ability to see two two plays ahead, um, and his ability just to, like, defensively to match up with anybody. Like, he's, he's just a defensive nightmare. He gets out there, he disturbs passing lanes, he talks, he calls out your plays before he knows your plays better than you do. And then on the offensive side, uh, you know, for him, his ability just to be able to say, hey, I can post you up, I can play on a perimeter, I can put the ball in the deck. But he does a great job at getting the spots and, cre- and making you adjust. So right. if I get here, I know you have to help. I know you have to help, which allows him to make his passes. But at the same time, if you don't help, I'll get to the rim. I'll get to my being range. I'll take what's given to me. And then when I really have to turn it on, guess what? Then I- I'm just going to just be an absolute menace and-, and get to work on the offensive side. The thing that really stands out, too, is a lot of times you'll see kids that kind of get sped up. He always seems to kind of play at his own pace right there. He doesn't get sped up. He's just kind of smooth out there. Is that is that always been kind of a characteristic of his game? I think it I I, I think it has. I, I know last year, me and his me and my brother, what we would do, his uncle would be like, hey, you got to get going. Uh, it was one particular game where we we're playing. It was the first round of our state playoffs. We were playing Grant High School, and mm-hmm. at halftime, I remember just we we just led into him. And it's funny you say Jason Tatum say, "Hey, stop trying to be Jason Tatum and hit jumpers." You know, and right. it's no disrespect Jason Tatum. We was like, "We need you to get in the paint." And I want to say he probably had eight points at the half. He was struggling, and actually, Gilbert was at that game. Arenas. Uh, I was going to so, say he went to Grant High School. Yeah, he, and uh, I think the. He finished the game. Carter finished the game with thirty, or maybe a little bit over thirty. He had thirty some points. He had twenty five rebounds. Like he was just an absolute menace. And high school basketball is very different from, you know, college as far as physicality, which you're able to get away with. And sometimes, you know, bigger guys get penalized for hitting guys and guys falling back. But he was absolute. He just went to another level, and I think that propelled him to just, you know, like I said, take over that game. But yeah, I mean. For for Carter, he's just he does exactly what you need him to do. If you say, "Hey, you got number five, and he likes going this way," he will study that kid, study, 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 study. He'll call out your moves, and you'll get frustrated, and you just be like, "How does he know my moves?" Like, yeah, that's just who he is. Now, how did, so? Tommy Lloyd uh, obviously starts recruiting him. How is he? What has he talked about the role that he sees for Carter uh, coming into the U of A? How does he plan on using him? To be to be transparent with you, I. We we had that conversation, 
But I think Tommy and the rest of the staff just admires Carter being a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't said, well, hey, we're going to make Carter shoot the ball here. We're going to do this. He's just kind of said, you know, hey, we love Carter as a basketball player. And we trust Tommy to actually create him into exactly what Carter knows he can be. So it hasn't been a specific, you know, right. thing. It's just been like, hey, you know, we've more so had conversations of uh, – feedback of what Carter can be better at. And that's been a great conversation, but we've also had just, you know, talks of like, just take it day by day. You know, I think Tommy is just like day by day, just take it day by day. Don't get caught up in what's going to happen in a year and a half, two years, day by day, just get better, chip away, even at life, you know, Tommy and and coach Murphy and coach Robinson, that entire staff is just, they were just great in the whole recruiting process. Right. You mentioned Coach Murphy. Let's talk a little bit about Coach Murphy. How's he been for you guys? Unbelievable energy, man. Uh, great person. Uh, he's been at U of A for some time, and you know he he wants he wants families, he wants kids that want to be better, right? Uh, that want to get better, that want to push themselves. Um, and Coach Murphy's just. I mean, what can't you say about him? Like he's just—he's the dude. He's just a dude. Yeah, he's the dude. He's—he's he's him, and it's not—it's—he's not fake about it. You know, he'll tell you what he's feeling. He'll be honest with you. And I think a lot of the times, I think his energy like throws people off in the sense of like, is this guy always like that? Uh, right. Not 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 always like that, but he's very honest with you, and he's been great. He's been unbelievable. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit down now about uh, everybody's goal is the NBA. Obviously, nobody play. Generally, kids don't play basketball without that. Do you guys right. have any kind of uh, time frame for when you'd like to get, uh, make uh, you know get into the NBA, or is this just something you know what we're going to take it year by year and whatever happens happens? Well, year by year, that's always been a message for Carter right. from from myself to his mom, uh, even my brother, right? And, right, and people that we know that are in the NBA is just. They've always just said, just keep working day by day. Like, you don't want to sit there. And, of course, you like to say, oh, you know, in two years, you know, you know, after this year, maybe one year here. It's just like, hey, guys, look, day by day, he's going to put in the work. When it's his time, it's his time. Right. Um, you know, I, you know, the discussion, and, and that's the one thing we've had, the discussion we've had with Carter. Like, you have to be able to articulate those conversations with your coaching staff and what your aspirations are. And by saying that, are you putting in the time and effort in every aspect of your life to put yourself in that position? You right. Know? And so it's we have not put a time frame on it. We have not said, yeah, well, you know, he's got to be a one and done. He's got to be. It's no. It's like when is his opportunity? He goes. You know, he had a he had opportunity to. Uh, you know, I know G League had reached out to us, and it was an opportunity, and it was you know, of course, as a parent, you're like, really, you guys think he's good enough to? And it's just. It's just humbling, I think, for the most part, right. to hear that people believe in your son that much. And so every day you you sit back and you thank God for an opportunity for, you know, you know, your kid to to be mentioned and possibly having that opportunity or being able just to say, hey, you think he's good enough to play at a university, you know? And right. You believe in him that much. And I mean, that's just like I said, one day at a time, you keep chipping away. And that's what you do. 
You mentioned you mentioned Henry Bibby earlier. Uh, people ask me from time to time. I never saw Sean Elliott, but um, I've always felt that Mike Bibby was the best player that I ever saw at the U of A, and that was right during your wheelhouse. Obviously, you're at Long Beach State, but you got any memories of those teams? Because their freshman year won the national title. Next year, their preseason number mm-hmm. one. Got any memories of those Arizona teams, just from afar? Well, from afar, yeah. It's funny because. <laughs> And I don't know if Reggie's listening, but I know I, I, I to this day, you can tell Reggie this. I hate Reggie. <laughs> we had Reggie on two days ago. <laughs> uh, my freshman year, high school, Linwood High School, we're in the, I think we're in state playoffs. We're playing modern day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Miles shoots the ball, comes off the rim. It's like four, probably more than five seconds left. Reggie comes out of nowhere. Right. I'm on the bench. I'm a freshman. Like, I'm not playing. Comes off, comes out of nowhere, dunks the ball back in for the game. Right, winner. mind you, there was like four seconds left. They just let the clock run off, and that was it. Right, and I'm right. like, we have four seconds left, and it was so funny. In a crowd of modern day, you had a sign that said "Geary is God." I was just like, yeah, we're we're not gonna win this game. Like this is just crazy. But no, nah, that was my memory of of uh, Gary in high school. But um, you know, those teams were really good. They were well balanced. Uh, real good guard play, guys that got after it defensively. You know, you had guys like Mike Dickerson and all, all these guys that were just like – Jason really Terry's good. coming off the bench. Yeah, like, come on, guys. You got Jason Gardner. I mean, come on, man. Like, you had got Salim and Stoudemire. Like, you just had guys. I mean, right. you go back to Damon Stoudemire. I'm like, Damon was just unbelievable. He was just a wizard with the ball, controlling the whole tempo of the game, and it translated to him – playing at a high level, you know, and now he's, do, you know, he's he's doing what he's doing in the college ranks. But you watch those guys and you see the lineage, you see the history. Um, even a good friend of mine, one of my good friends, a guy named Tony Harvey, his nephew is is um, is Aaron Gordon. Right. I Aaron, Aaron doesn't remember this, but I met Aaron when he, I think he was 16, 17. Right. Uh, and, you know, you just start seeing the, the lineage of guys and, of how that program has been built over the years. I was recruited by U of A, uh, by Lute Olsen. Uh, so it was, it, it's. Talk, talk about that. Talk about that a little bit. How did that, how did that go right there? You know what? I, <laughs> I, it's, uh, I don't want to give away my age, but at the end of the day, like for that Lute Olsen, I remember there was a play I was playing at a camp uh, and I went up to go catch a lob and almost got it. <laughs> and. I turn around and Lou Olson stand right there. He gives me this look like, yeah, that was – you almost got that one. Like, that was way up there. But uh, when I got recruited by U of A, um, again, you start doing research about programs and you start getting to a point of like, oh, this place is special. This is right. a different place. Uh, I wanted to play for U of A. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't in the plans. Is You know, I, I wasn't able to qualify. But that was a school I wanted to go to. Um, right. It didn't have any – metrics of 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 carter coming to U of A. no i didn't tell never told carter like hey you should go there because i didn't go there you know i want you right. to go it and i think that's people were asking at one point like did you ever tell him where he should go no uh we've you know not me his mom nobody we just say hey enjoy this process this is something you'll be able to tell your kids one day and this is your story not ours um so it was never a situation of, of, of that but yeah, no, it was it was cool getting recruited by U of A, and I remember when I didn't qualify. I think it was '96. Was it '96 right. or '97? Yeah, I remember walking up campus at Lumbee State and just seeing them winning. I just go, "You've got to be kidding me!" 
Like, well, you got to remember though, too. In '96, they also had signed a, a wing, and he didn't qualify either. Was Stephen Jackson? So mm-hmm. you had Mike Bibby yeah. coming in. You had Stephen Jackson. It was a loaded class yeah. for sure. Yeah, no. So it was a special place, and then of course you had uh, Richard Jefferson. You have all. I mean, you go down a list over and yeah. over and over again. So I mean, again, it's a it, it's a special place, and I think you know as Carter kept doing his research, he 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 figured that he you know what I think this I believe this is the place for me. Deshaun, we can't thank you enough for hopping on. We'd love to do this again sometime. And again, just welcome to the Wildcat family. And, uh, you know, again, people just really excited to see your son play. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate you having me on. And anytime you, you know, any of these things, I, you know, be more than willing to jump on and go from there. I think the, the next person you should you should have is is probably you talk to his, his mom and you'll find out how quickly she she talked to him about basketball but yeah i mean but other than that i mean this has been great i appreciate you guys as always yep i'll reach out to her as well and again thanks to sean again we'll be in touch my man okay thank you all right that's sean bryant father of carter bryant right there uh all right we got a ton of stuff to get to right here but first let's get a couple of the reads out of the way got to make our money all right bet mgm if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for details. And back the A, bet on Arizona this year in football and in basketball. I told you last year Arizona's going to win more than three games. We're not ASU. We're better than that. And Arizona is going to actually win this year. They're going to win more than five. So get on BetMGM. Let's hear the, the disclaimer from Mr. Shane Diefenbach. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, and if you want to look for a place to watch Carter Bryant in a couple years, if you can't make it to the game on an away game, come check us out at Tap and Bottle. Tap and Bottle watch parties right there. Again, great stuff going on, great people. You can get four peaks there as well, downtown or the northwest location. Again, as we always talk about, Scott and Rebecca are salt-of-the-earth people. Support local. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about what uh, uh, Carter's Pops uh, had to say. First of all, I love stories like that where you come from a, a father that played the game, that knows the game. And I was certainly nerding out right there when he's talking about coming up in L.A. County at Linwood, obviously, um, during just kind of the heyday of Los Angeles area basketball and for Arizona, quite frankly. But you can just tell by watching Carter Bryant play that he's got a lot of his dad or that he's he's been coached in a in the right way. A lot of times when you go to these uh, these AAU events, you'll see players that are looking to just show out, for lack of a better term. They're looking to cross you up. They're looking to do a bunch of things that they can't really do. They're looking to pull up and, uh, you know, and that generally, I, I, you know, for some players it works. But you watch Carter Bryant, he doesn't do that. Um, he's very smooth. The reason that he really sticks out immediately, at least from my amateur perspective, is you watch him. He's got a pretty good handle for his size. He's legitimately six foot eight. He can get to where he needs to on the court. He's got the pull up. 
And I think the thing, and I was a little remiss in bringing this up. I should have brought this up. He's a fantastic passer. Now, we have a lot of uh, highlights of him. Jacob Franklin inadvertently deleted these highlights. I'm just kidding with you, Jacob. He didn't actually do that. But um, uh, you watch him, though. He's got the ability to get where he needs to on the court. And for the elite players out there, that's what you need to do. You need to be able um, to get to where you want to on the court and he can do that. And that's why I think he makes it uh, such a – and that's why I think he's such a unique prospect. And kind of the ultimate compliment is sometimes when you watch him, uh, he, the game comes so easy to him that it looks like he's just kind of – you know, he's just kind of drifting. But, no, that's just that's just how he moves. That's how smooth he is. And there's a reason, again, that he's a top five to ten prospect in the nation. And, honestly – um, a lot of times people talk about, you know, I want to play with so-and-so or I want to play with so-and-so, and it doesn't really happen. The fact that he and Jamari Phillips are teaming up together is absolutely fantastic because, again, on the same squad and as uh, as uh, uh, um, Deshaun talked about, you know, he could tell very early on just talking with uh, Jamari's dad, watching Jamari play, that um, – there are, you know, that these were the two kind of guys that wanted to play together. These are those two type of dudes right there. And I think that's what's exciting about what Arizona can do here is you've got two guys that I believe, and this is just my opinion, I believe both of them are two and done type players. But again, I'm the dude with the podcast. I'm not an NBA scout. So take that for what it's worth. But I think year one, it's a little bit of an acclimation period. Um, but then I think by year two, assuming both of them are here, and heck, maybe one of them isn't here, I think you start looking at the possibility of, you know, all-American status, of being a preseason top two to three team. As a matter of fact, I think they're going to be a preseason top two to three team um, already uh, their freshman year because you've got a lot of dudes that could be coming back and – on top of that, you've got a lot of guys also that can uh, um, that can play. Those two dudes coming in. We're going to talk about Polly M in just a second, right here. Jacob Franklin, what are you apologizing for on here? We did not like apologies out of Jacob Franklin. He did nothing wrong. It was me. It was on my end right there. All right. Now, um, the other thing too that we need to talk about is the the recruiting of Tommy Lloyd right here, because a lot of people have questioned Tommy Lloyd and his recruiting and what he can exactly do. We're going to talk about that in a second, because this was Tommy, Tommy Lloyd saying, look at me, look at me when he got Carter Bryant and when he got Jamari Phillips, but first things first pins and aces. All right. Now you can look at me and you can tell that I'm not a cool dude, but if I do want to try to look cool, I'm going to dress up in some pins and aces type gear right there. And again, that's what you want to do. Now, here's the deal. You can check out pinsandaces.com and use code word PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Pins and Aces, the official golf partner of PHNX in all city. I plan on trying to golf this year and becoming better. Now, by better, that means breaking 100 consistently. I'm not like the great Jacob Franklin where you can shoot in the 70s and it's easy. Jacob can't talk because he's sick, so I'm going to keep talking about him right now. But I can generally shoot about 97 to about 105. I plan on getting better, and that's why Pins and Aces is here for me to be able to help me out. And one other thing, too, before we get back to recruiting, Mountain Mike's Pizza. 
I'm not Mountain Mike. There's a lot of misconceptions going around. Mountain Mike is a much more important person than me. Plus, I don't know how to cook. Now, check out Mountain Mike's Pizza. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up. Now, Tommy Lloyd got a lot of, uh, got a lot of arrows shot his way um for uh, some of the recruiting saying oh he can't recruit he can't do this he can't get that rich carrillo the great rich carrillo is one of those guys but you know what tommy lloyd came back like mayweather on the ropes tommy lloyd came back with the haymaker to shane mosley that buckled the knees and look at this class right there 2024 you've already got uh, jamari phillips you've got uh, carter bryant those two guys are going to be uh, mcdonald's all americans in my opinion and on top of that, you bring it in this class right now where you got all of the uh, you got all the uh, um, a bunch of different dudes from the transfer portal. Miguel Montini, I like that. Um, you got a bunch of dudes from the transfer portal that can all play and they're tough. That's for you, Rich Carrillo. They're tough. Kashad Johnson, tough. Started on a championship uh, runner up. Jane Bradley, tough dude. Played at Alabama. Um, Caleb Love. I like Caleb Love's mentality right there. You got Kylan Boswell. You got a group of dogs in here and dogs in a good way. And that is something that I think Tommy Lloyd knew that he needed to do. And he did right there. So again, sometimes you just got to be a, you just got to give it a little bit of time. People figuring out their ways a little bit. They're uh, like I said, they're, they're doing the Mayweather where they're figuring you out for a couple rounds and then they get you right there. Um, and now we got to talk about Polly M. Now, I don't know if Polly M is going to take off the way that Philly B did from a nickname perspective, but we're going to try to make it work right here. Polly M, Philly B, we're recreating the Jersey Shore on this Arizona basketball team with the international players. I like Polly M a lot. I'll be the first guy that says I generally don't know what to uh, make of the international players because sometimes they come in and they're ready to rock and roll. You got uh, Lowry Markinen, you got a uh, Julius Tabellis, dudes like that. So it does happen. But then you got some guys that need to take a little bit of time right there. Yvonne Radenovich, as uh, uh, William Brad Alice brought up uh, yesterday. But sometimes it takes a little bit of time. It's just the way it is. Um, but I do like Paul. I do like Paulius Morauskas, though. Pauliem. I think he's um, kind of got a little bit of a combo game to him. He he intrigues me more some than some of the other guys, mainly because. He's got a very, very good basketball build already, and he plays at the highest level in his country. He's not doing the Zabruder film thing where you're playing dudes like me and you can't really – or Jacob Franklin is your big guy. You don't want any of that. You want guys that are playing at the highest level right there. TLN says, I'm surprised Pauly M only shoots 33 because the shot looks awesome. You know, again, he's just young and he's playing against pros. He's playing against guys that are at the uh, the apex of their game overseas. And that's also the indication, too, that um, that a dude's good. When they're at that stage and they can do that, you know, and actually play, and granted, seven points, couple rebounds, couple assists. But again, he's playing at the highest level over there. So that's something that you certainly need to keep in mind right there. Um, Polly M, I'm, I'm in on Polly M. Again, I don't know what to expect from Mount Krivas. Um, I'll, by the way, we need help with nicknames here. I can't rely on just uh, uh, John Schuster to come up with nicknames for me to use and take as my own. But uh, we need a little bit of we need some help right there. And one other thing that we do need, we don't need help on is a nickname for the big men. Everybody out there knows the nickname for the big men. It's the Four Peaks. All right. Now, Four Peaks. 
the four peaks movement will go on no matter what. And so if it, we got six peaks here, it's going to be four peaks plus two with a few secondary peaks mixed in there as well. But you should go and check out Four Peaks, the official brew of PHN Exports. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. And uh, let's see here. All right. That's kind of where it is right there. But again, oh, Rich Creel. Uh, Mikey, I will stipulate if Lloyd and the boys reach the Elite Eight in 2024, the uh, roster looks good on paper. If U of A fizzles out like they did versus Princeton, all this hype. You know what, Rich? I have no complaints. I have no uh, no problem with that whatsoever. I think that that's more than a fair thing. You can't be losing to Princeton. You can't be getting punked again. And I don't believe that that's going to happen there because I think that Tommy Gunn looked at it and he took inventory and said, I need to get a little bit tougher there. Now, you might say, Mike, where can I watch these games? Well, thanks for asking. Fubo TV. Watch the Wildcats with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo TV. 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, news, you name it. Fubo TV's got it. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Arizona sports. And by the way, BCAT, you're right. Four Peaks is better than any other beer right there. Check it out. Again, get Kilt Lifter. I do like Kilt Lifter right there. All right. I want to give a huge shout out to Deshaun Bryant. We're going to try to get uh, going to try to get uh, Mom on here soon. Talk a little bit about it. I'm very uh, interested about the uh, the Henry Bibby uh, connection right there. I find that very very interesting. So we're going to find out that. And we got South Point head football coach Eric Rogers coming on tomorrow. Now, lots been made about Jed Fish actually looking at South Point and saying, "Man, maybe we should recruit those guys." Jed Fish has done that. You got a bunch of D1 prospects on this team. Eric Rogers is going to come talk about those players and Jed Fish. All right. For Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, the wheezy Jacob Franklin, not doing well right now. Um, the uh, Let's see here. Uh, Mom will come back on again, Rich. You got my word. But for Jacob Franklin and all of your remarks, really appreciate all of you guys, to the Bryant family. We will be back with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.